I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... you want to drop us a line you can find us on twitter and instagram at introvert guide to the number two and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com if you want to send us a message you can do that through the website or you can email us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com and remember we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of the introverts guide to and if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find this show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. I don't know if I'm ready for this episode. Why is that? I find job hunting daunting. Well, yeah. Well, who? Yeah. I don't know. Personally, I it, it it I'm already flummoxed here. I don't know what to say. This is going to be a flummoxed episode. Um, the truth is that it's not just daunting. Like the whole like process of finding jobs and like what are you even looking for do you want to keep doing what you were doing before do you want something new and are you qualified enough and all this stuff all of that and reaching out and sending an email and trying to craft the perfect introductory email and all of that that doesn't sound like you're just copying and pasting one email from one job board to the next and all of these things like and then an interview. Yeah, that's a whirlwind. I know. You know, I remember job hunting a little while ago before I found like, you know, the job, the career. And I think I lost track of all of the jobs that I had been applying for that I almost forgot some of them. So I, I ignored a lot of phone calls. <laughs> you know, my thing, I definitely get that. I know I would submit a, uh, you know, I'd submit for a job and then um, I might get an email like weeks later from them. Uh, yeah. Lord, help me, please. I hope it was an email because if they call, there's no way I'm going to know who they are. <laughs> and they, they send an email and I'm trying to figure out, okay, is this a legitimate job thing? Did I email them? I don't remember this. Is it some kind of spam message? I can't even tell anymore. Oh. <laughs> You know, another side of this is I have quite a few friends because I had I was in a manager's position. I've had quite a few friends use me as a reference. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I, I really value my friends because I say yes every single time. <laughs> I say yes to getting on the phone to people. That is love right there. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Ugh. I always like I dread that initial email, that initial message. That's why, you know, I, I will often carefully craft a, a a form letter that I'm going to use. Mm -hmm. And I try to go in 
and and I go in and I make sure that I have removed the name here or company name here. Although I have to admit that once I left another company name in there. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> so no, I didn't get that call back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst feeling ever. As soon as you press send and you're like, I'm just going to read this over just in case again. And then you see it and you're like, oh, what do I even say? You can't what? say anything. No, you, just, you, you just have to say goodbye. Say so like, well, that could have been an interesting job, but goodbye, interesting job. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy for me the hardest thing there's all of that stuff that i went over before but even harder is when you get a job interview yeah because then you have to physically go in and pretend that you are an outgoing extroverted person you know, the, and the little salt on, um, on top of this little meal here is they say that resumes and interviews, it's the only appropriate time you can really talk up yourself. How in the heck do you do that? I, especially not in person. I don't know how to do that in person. Oh, my God. That's a topic right there. Um, yeah. Like, how do you become comfortable having that conversation? How do you become comfortable talking about yourself in such a way that feels like not bragging that and that's it you you want to you want to find that little sweet spot between humility and and i i don't a little bit confidence is it confidence being the word on that i think it is confidence yeah yeah you should be confident going into your interview in that you you know you're qualified for it but then it's the the performance of showing why you are the best candidate, right? And I'm just, I was never comfortable doing that. To me, it seems like lately, the last time that I was job hunting, there's also an added aspect of not just perf not just like trying to act like you're the most competent person, mm -hmm. but companies are also looking for a culture fit. Mm. Yeah. And so you try to figure out by going to their website and looking at things like what is the culture of this place? And usually the culture is we play, we work hard, but we also play hard and play hard means that we all get together after work and we have some drinks and we play some games and you have to pretend like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Because <laughs> as we know, Phil, you're not exactly the biggest fan of going out for the drink afterwards. There we go. <laughs> but also, it's like you want you walk in, and our definition of friendly is the the first impression of friendly is the performance of extroverted mm. eye contact. Hello, hi, say hello to everybody, smile at everybody, make eye contact with everybody. Just like be that extroverted person. Do you ever talk yourself up before you go into an interview? Like, do you really try and channel that that side of Phil? Um, I don't necessarily talk myself up. I do. You can almost see me on my way there, sort of like being low key, which is me reserving the batteries. And then just before I walk in, it's like walking on stage. I take a deep breath and there I go. And now the show's started. <laughs> I, uh, I do the mirror pep talk. See, the mirror pep, pep talk, I mean, there's you can either do it in your car, if you have a car, or you do it at home. Mm -hmm. But 
I guarantee you should never do it in the washroom at the office where you're applying for the job. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't done that. But I've definitely done it at the coffee shop that's like just maybe a block away. I, I will definitely mm. go in right before I have to leave and just really pump myself up. Mm. <laughs> it, it's can, I ask you, can I ask you what you're saying when you're pumping yourself up? You're going to go in there and you're going to show them that this is your job now. This is your job. Like I just, I, I get a little intense. I scared myself. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Wow, you, you kind of scared me too. <laughs> it's another side is job hunting, Jess. That was, that was very intense. That was very intense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I guess, you know, we should, we should maybe take a look at these, the various aspects of, of job hunting. Yes. Which can be difficult for the introvert. And, you know, I guess the best place to start mm-hmm. might be the initial letter, the cover letter. I mean, do you do, have you, I mean, you obviously have just a little template to work with that you personalize it according to the, to the job. But I mean, how do you get excited to, to write this cover. I mean, excited, not really being the word here, but just motivated enough to, to really write this thing. Right. Usually through desperation. Like mm. if I'm writing a cover letter, it's because I'm looking for a job and I need a job. And so, you know, that the desperation of that gets me going. Mm-hmm. There is, there is that, there is a, a way of writing the cover letter that is like, you're trying to show enthusiasm, but not too much enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like I saw this meme, which was which was it, which sort of covers it, which is like, I wrote this sentence with an exclamation mark, and this one too, but on this one I'm putting a period so you don't look so I don't look like a psychopath. But there's an exclamation point at this set in the end of this sentence too. I've seen that one, and man, yeah. I never resonated more. Oh, I know, I know, because that's exactly how I. I write a cover letter, which is like trying to seem both professional, but excited that I'm applying for a job at your company. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, yay. (laughs) Yeah. No. What are your what do you what do you do when you're when you're writing your your cover letter? I. I am. okay. so I go as blunt as possible. I actually just word vomit onto a page then I filter it out and, and make it sound more professional. I, I can I can write a very professional email, mm-hmm. but that does not come naturally. My enthusiasm for job hunting itself, um, I, I really have to work on that, I find. Cut yourself some slack. Nobody is enthusiastic about the hunt for a job. You Thank can you. be enthusiastic <laughs> about finding the job, but nobody is really um, enthusiastic about hunting for a job. And that's just it. You know, like being, having a job when, okay, the dream job is always being a writer. So my day jobs have always had to been something where it's, it's, um, the, it can be flexible hours. It's uh, low responsibility. I can come and go. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't need to be there during these busy hours or on season, off season. I can come and go if I need to. So anywhere that really asked for a cover letter, I sort of avoided. But then as I started coming, you know, I'm starting to approach my 30s now and uh, I'm married. I'm starting to ask myself, where do, where do I see myself? I never thought I'd ask myself that question, but where do I see myself in five years? 
And when I had to think about the job that I wanted, I, well, I started to call it a career now, it's the career that I want. What sort of cover letter would I see myself writing to show people that this is what I, what I would be best at? So I actually started word vomiting onto the page and then editing, editing, editing from there and letting two other people read it that were not my mom and dad. Not not letting them in on that. That's a really good that's a really good idea is to let not your mom and dad read it. They're super supportive and, and they've got great uh just good feedback, good criticism, but it's just, you know, it's nice to not have mom and dad on on that side of things, just to give them the news, the updates. Um, for me, the process of writing the cover letter was like I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you wanna Tell them you're the perfect fit when you you're like, I'm sure there's other people who are also perfect fits for this customer service job or whatever. Like, how do I make myself stand out? Also, there's like, you know, the last time I sort of dipped my toe into job hunting, I found out that my experience didn't mean anything. Oh, in that in that um, in terms of salary, everybody was hiring either executive level or entry level. Wow. Okay. So the fact that I have over 25 years of, of customer service experience, that would mean that I still would be considered as a entry level person. Hmm. So that was that, that, that also made job hunting um, less than an enthusiastic endeavor. Oh yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I get that. So um, I've also ha- been on the hiring side. So where I work after we, after we receive uh, resumes, we will do a, uh, a, a follow-up call before we schedule an interview. We'll do like basically a, an introductory call. Mm-hmm. And this is really to get a sense of, of who is this person? How do, we, how do they feel on the phone? It also gives them the opportunity to disqualify themselves. Oh, okay. Fair enough. One of the things that we would probably ask is like, what do you know about our company? Mm-hmm. And if somebody hasn't at least looked at the website, like looked at it and read it, even the first page to know what you do, you kind of feel like, well, why did you even take this phone call? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't really want the job. Like if you couldn't do the minimum effort to discover what the company does, then why are we why would we proceed with this? Mm-hmm. So, have you ever had to do one of those or take one of those those uh uh sort of exploratory phone calls? Uh I've I've never done that. I have conducted interviews before. They have been interesting. They, they, I mean, working retail, you definitely meet some characters, Mm -hmm. uh, like the one who told me, um, oh my gosh, this is so off topic, but I just, I, very shy, very lovely. It was just the presentation of, okay, so tell me about your, your last job. Well, I worked at PetSmart and I, well, I was kind of let go. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, thank you for being honest. Uh, can you tell me, can you speak on that a bit? And she told me that it was because she called a customer stupid 
for wanting a certain cat food brand. <sighs> and I just, oh yeah, I stared and just, I think my jaw hit the floor a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, I hope that's not a problem. And I'm like, well, I mean, don't call my customers stupid, certainly, but don't call anyone that word. That can be quite triggering, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that in those exact words, but I definitely did, did, did not call her back. No, 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 no. I once did an interview because a lot, one of the most common questions that you'll find when you go to an interview is briefly tell me about, you know, your job history, your last couple of jobs. Mm -hmm. So you start an interview with that question. I was sitting in our interview and a person sat down. We asked that question. Tell us about, you know, the, the last couple of jobs you had. And they started to talk and they didn't stop. Oh. They rambled. We actually let them ramble until they until our time was up. I wasn't going to, but the, the manager at the time, they were like, we're just going to, I've already decided we're not hiring this person. I just now want to see how long they talk. And they talked for 45 minutes. <laughs> no. No. But that told us, that told us off the top, that number one, they could not read social cues. Right. That they could not be concise. That they that they weren't listeners. They didn't listen to 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 questions. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. So if there was like one piece of advice that I could give to somebody who's going to a job interview, that is to to sort of have an idea of the kinds of questions that are going to be asked of you. Yeah. And to have answers ready. Oh, for sure. There is nothing wrong with scripting your answers. At least find a website that has common questions to be asked at an interview and get a friend to interview you. Yes, absolutely. Um, because those are the kinds of questions that are going to come up. There's, they're often quite common. Mm -hmm. um, so be prepared for that. But also, do not lie. You will get found out. They will find out at some point. Um, sometimes they will they will find out because if you get a second interview with somebody higher up, they will really dig into your into your resume wow. and ask you questions because they've been working in the industry for a while, so they know good questions to ask. So be prepared for that too. But most of all, be prepared for the question: What is your greatest weakness? And how have you overcome it? Oh, and don't to that, uh, to that as well. Do not use the, I work too hard and I care too much. Yeah. Don't ever. So those are not actual weaknesses. Those are not weaknesses. Nobody actually believes those are weaknesses. And in fact, when you say that, the, the, the interviewer rolls their eyes and does not consider you. Right. It's very true. I've, I've not hired people for that one. What is your answer that you give to that question, Jess? Oh, oh boy. Oh my gosh. And I didn't do that at the interview. I didn't sit there and go, Oh, what is my weakness? <laughs> oh, I remember. Okay. I, I said, I withdraw a little too easily when I get criticism. I, I withdraw. Uh, and then That's I spoke good. to, yeah, I spoke to that more. I said, but what I have learned from that is you cannot learn without criticism. 
And they really appreciated that answer. That's good. Thank you. My answer to that question usually revolves around my difficulty with math. Oh. And so I will talk about how um, I have a math perception problem. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a math dyslexia um, where numbers don't make sense in how they work together. And so the way that I've overcome that is I've become very good at using calculators and Excel and similar programs to do the work uh, that I, that many people can do in their heads. And see, that's just it. Employers just want to see that you're honest and you have found ways to overcome those weaknesses to make it work in your favor. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for, you know, a non-answer to the question because they know what a non-answer to the question sounds like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This isn't their first rodeo. You're not their first candidate. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that you don't want to do at a job interview is if there's a question that you didn't prepare for, do not rattle off one of the answers to a question that you had prepared for. Oh, no, 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 no. It's I find it's polite to just say, I just need a second, like just a moment. Um, Give me a moment to think on that. And don't take no more than like 10 seconds. Yeah, like, don't. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's fine. But and it's OK to say, "Ooh, that's a good question. Just give me one second to think about that. Because when you answer a question that they haven't asked, they question whether you're listening. Right. Yeah. Now, the mm -hmm. other problem with the job interview is how you interact with the people. Uh... Because like I said, a lot of companies are looking for a culture fit. And it's not enough to give the advice of be yourself too, I find. No, because like, what if yourself is a withdrawn, shy person who doesn't like to speak? Yeah, exactly. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. But going into an interview, it doesn't bode well. No. You, you will flounder. Yeah. So what you really want to, I mean, first off, if that is your, if that is how you are, if you walk in and when they're introducing you to other employees... Because they'll take you around often and show you around your feet are on the ground and you're not making eye contact. When that person, when the interviewer comes around and says, hey, what did you think of so-and-so? I brought them around. They're going to say what they thought. Oh, yeah. Do you have, what's your advice on that? I think the most important thing that you can do is if you have to practice making eye contact and a handshake. Mm, that's a good one. Because that's. All you need, you know, if you need, if you need to practice a smile, do that too. But think about having your eyes open. Remember, you're trying to be excited to be there. Mm -hmm. Don't let your nervousness about the job interview affect your, that, that happiness that you need to exude. But um, the most important thing is make the eye contact and have a good handshake. Yeah. And you know, if, if, if that sort of thing is, is, can be a little bit of a, not a weakness, but if it's just something that you do tr trouble with, have trouble with, I should say. I remember being a little bit younger and I was doing a lot of job interviews at the time. And I actually held off on a lot of social occasions just to focus on this. So if it's something you need to maybe take a step back from, you know, other obligations, just letting people know that this is just something you need to focus on right now. Don't be afraid of that either. I mean, job hunting, you want to be at a job you like. You don't want to be rushing into something that doesn't make you happy. Yeah. So if you do take your time with finding this job and it's something that you really put your mind to, you're going to end up with a job that you really enjoy, something you want to thrive at. 
And I think just taking that personal time outside of job hunting really goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I would also suggest that if you are not comfortable making eye contact and shaking and and having a good handshake, practice with a friend. There you go. While you are doing those practice questions, practice the eye contact and a handshake. Assuming, of course, that social distancing is over. That's correct. Yes. We are still in the middle of this thing. (laughs) If it is not... If you're listening to this now and you're like, oh, I could really go for some advice, there's no handshaking now. We're doing all of these things by Zoom. (laughs) And so the best you have is eye contact, wear pants, and be as well lit as you can. Yes. And, you know, I did see this really funny post on Facebook. It was a, um, the next time you're job hunting, one, um, if the interviewer asks, do you have any questions for me? (laughs) The question yeah, how did your company handle the coronavirus? Mm. Yeah, it's a good one, right? That's good. My actually that's another important question. Is the is the, do you have any any questions for me? Never say no, I don't have any questions. Find something to ask. My go-to question is do you like working here? Mm. The reason I like that question is because Everybody's like, they're always going to answer yes. And my response is, but how they answer yes tells me everything I need to know about whether I want to work for this company. Oh, Phil, that's smart. Because you're right. Everybody is going to say yes. But if they go, um, yeah, yeah, I do. Or however they do it, if you're paying attention, you will see exactly how they feel. I ask, how is your information streamlined? Hmm. How, how basically, how is the, how is the communication with everybody? Hmm. Yeah. Communication is very important to me and how information is given to everyone. I like to make sure everyone has the same information is very mm-hmm. important. And yeah. I think it says a lot about how management communicates with um, the other employees. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Let's take a look at social. Now, the question that we asked was, looking for a job is stressful, but for introverts, there's pressure to act outgoing and to pretend to be more extroverted. How have you dealt with this? What are your tips and tricks? Now, we got only a couple of responses, and I think that has a lot to do with the time that we're living in. Mm -hmm. It is not a good time to be job hunting. Right now, a lot of companies are in a job freeze or they're not hiring at all or they're laying people off or they're shut down entirely. Mm -hmm. So um, taking that, keeping that in mind, um, I know that it's this is probably not at the forefront of people's minds, but there's a couple of good responses here. Mm -hmm. Claudia said, this is a hard one for me. I've managed to avoid job hunting for a few years, but it even bleeds into self-employment because it's all about selling yourself and pretending to be a lot more than you are on the outside. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That sort of goes into, because, you know, in a way, and we kind of forget this, job hunting is selling yourself. It's self-promotion, and it's not easy Mm -hmm. to think of that. I don't know about you, but I often find myself in... 
If somebody is talking about like self-promotion, I'm like, oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> We're getting flashbacks of the fringe. Yes. <laughs> kind of self-promotion. I have to talk about myself. Oh Lord, no. <laughs> That's going to be part of my promotion is you really don't want to hear me talk, but we're going to do this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this person has a great name. Yes. Jess says, and not, not, not our Jess, but not another me. Jess. <laughs> I try to figure out what questions they are most likely to ask me and decide which stories and examples from my previous positions I want to tell. So I'm not on the spot. I may practice them a little too. I try to limit myself to soundbite answers, avoiding rambling if I can. And lastly, I have questions prepared for, do you have any questions for us? Usually my question is either, is there anything I've said today that makes you concerned that I'm no longer an ideal candidate for this position? Or is there anything in my cover letter or resume that we didn't get to touch on and you'd like to discuss in more detail? Basically, I rehearse it like it's improv. Oh, Jess, great name and great answer. <clears throat> um, I really like the the practice. And even if you're practicing in front of a mirror, don't, I would say don't over practice. Because mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is make it sound like you have practiced. Yeah. Practice once, twice, that's it. Know what you're going to say. Um, that way you can avoid, avoid rambling. Um, but yeah, definitely don't over practice. And uh, also do have questions prepared for the, is there anything like, and do you have any questions for us? And you can find examples of answers that you might want to give online, mm -hmm. but I would use those as a starting point. Make sure that your answer is truthful about who you are. That's great. Yeah. And, and be genuine about those questions. I mean, really, this is somewhere you're going to be working. Be curious about where you're going to work. That's yes. a very important factor. When, when you're looking for something, I mean, cause you, they might have, I mean, not to say that they're going to say something that goes against everything you stand for there, but there might be some work principles that you just don't agree with. And that can really impact your mentality in this place, right? That your mental health can suffer because of that. So finding those questions that reflect who you are and what's important to you can really make all the world of a difference. I would also like to say that, that, and this is a hard one. But like, if during the interview, you get red flags or things concern you and you've decided during the interview that even if they offer me this job, I am not taking it, mm -hmm. don't bother going through the rest of it. Oh, yeah. No, don't. Don't waste your time. Don't waste their Don't waste their time. Don't waste anyone's time because your reactions will show that you've checked out. Mm -hmm. It's better to say, I'm sorry, but after talking with you this for this time, I feel like maybe this is not a good fit for me. And I would want to, I want to stop this before we get too far so that I'm not wasting any more of your time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we live in, in an economy and in a culture that says that the job is interviewing you, but you're also interviewing the job as well. Absolutely. And, and this, this is a matter of your principle as well. So definitely don't go into a job. It's not very professional to go into a job that you're checked out of already save yourself the time, save everybody the time and just be, do exactly what you said, Phil, just be polite in the decline. Mm -hmm. And that's important is, is the politeness of the decline. The re the reason why you don't want to burn a bridge, even if it's just an interview is 
you don't know how much people in an industry or between two industries might talk to each other. Oh, yes. Yeah. If you're in retail, let's say that you're in a mall and you're, you're, you go to an interview and you have a bet or you blow an interview or you're rude in an interview, you better believe that the people in one store may talk to another store. I can totally validate that as someone who was a manager at a mall. We definitely talk. Did. We did. <laughs> and if you have, if you're uh, interviewing for a, a company that's, you know, in a particular industry, you better believe that those people talk to each other as well. Mm -hmm. So always be polite. Don't burn that bridge. Well, the internet was no help. None. No help? No help. Shocker. I know. Usually whenever I go to the internet, I type in whatever our topic is and introverts. And, and I'm met with a trove of articles of introverts in this scenario and in this issue. But this time with job hunting, a lot of articles popped up and they said the introverts guide to job hunting, which <laughs> name stealer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> um, they really were just articles that were that encompassed everybody everybody should be following these rules extroverts should be following these rules as well with our discussion right now it's more along the lines of how should the introvert present themselves in the interview process so going on to uh onto the internet i found one one article that gave some tips that I could say could be for introverts. And that was at glassdoor.com. Hmm. Yeah. The Introvert's Guide to Job Hunting. Yeah, see, right there. It came with five tips, but a couple of them I picked out was number two, balance comfort and poise in phone interviews. Phone interviews are a double-edged sword no matter who's participating. They can be easier because they allow for notes and prompts in a way that face-to-face -face interviews don't. However, conversational cues can be difficult to read if you can't see who's in the room. Capitalize on your home court advantage by keeping things in the room that will help you feel comfortable, like a familiar mug or water, tea, favorite notebook, wherever you can take notes. But don't get too comfortable. Dress for a regular interview. It tricks your mind into acting as you would in a more professional space. Can I make a quick suggestion as well? Hmm. In addition to dressing for a regular interview, don't sit in one of your comfy chairs. Yeah, don't do that. Stand up if you can. If you if you if you can pace, if you need to, your energy level will change entirely. Stand up and and don't sit in the chair that you that you lays in at night or that you read books in. Your body will will sort of sink into it, and you won't that will affect how your voice is heard. You know, it's like whenever you're studying, you don't want to study in bed. That just kind of tricks your body into thinking you're tired and you're more relaxed. You're not actually taking things in when you're sitting at a desk and, and you have everything put in front of you, nice and organized, then you're actually getting your mentality into the, into the motion. So exactly like you would be with studying, take it seriously mm -hmm. and be somewhere where you can focus and give your 100% attention to the conversation. Number four, create a quick charge strategy. Even if you have even if you have a handle on the schedule and come to the interview fully charged, your energy may lag over the course of the day. 
I advise folks to create a short quick charge moments for themselves to combat this. Think of it like charging your phone in airplane mode for a few minutes. In the event that you're asked if you'd like to take a break, take it. At the conclusion of interview segments, ask if you can have a few moments to collect yourself before the next step. And if no other opportunity presents itself, take a few extra minutes when using the restroom. Creating these small moments will help you be consistent as possible over the course of the day, even if you're thrown by a question or if something unexpected comes up that interrupts your focus. That seems very specific to a very intense day-long interview. Yeah, it's like you planned all of your interviews in one day, right? I don't know, but I think there are some jobs where, you know, they're going to take you and it's going to be a day of interviews, probably for in the tech world, especially if you're um, an engineer um, and you're looking to do programming at a company, they may take you in and have you talk to a couple of the developers, and then they're going to give you a test to make sure that you know what you say you know, and then they're going to have you interview with uh, one of the senior developers or a manager, and so it can take several hours. Mm-hmm. Most interviews at most companies take maybe an hour, but make sure that you take it that you charge your batteries before you go in. Yes, exactly. Just like uh, we were mentioning earlier. If other things have to be put on hold just during the time that you're job hunting, take care of yourself. Very mm-hmm. important that you come in fully rested and, and fully charged. And last but not least, number five, ask questions about the work environment. I often get asked if there are any jobs that are bad for introverts. I often get asked if there are any jobs that are bad for introverts. And my answer is no. No individual skill set, ability, or talent is the exclusive promise of any temperament. However, there are work situations that might prove challenging from person to person. The only way to assess if a work situation will work for your particular brand of introversion is to ask. Some things you may want to ask as you're assessing the fit of the workplace include, what sort of workplace will I be working in? How consistent is the routine of the office and the work? Are the decisions typically made within the team, et cetera, et cetera? You know, the work environment definitely uh, comes into play. One of the things to keep in mind is that, and who knows how long this will last, what with social distancing and all of that, but the open concept office mm-hmm. has been a thing for maybe 15, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that, as we know, is not, not conducive to the introvert. I would, there's the question about what's the nature, nature of the meeting culture, but I would also be curious about what's the, what is the, the social culture? If it is quote unquote encouraged that people eat lunch together, be aware of that and see how that makes you feel. If it is quote unquote encouraged that on Fridays, everybody gets, goes out for a drink. Make sure that you're aware of that and and see how you feel about that too. (laughs) That sounds horrible. In some companies, they don't like their, their socialization is a big part of the company. And so when they say, yes, we socialize together, that's not optional. Like maybe they can't at your, at your review, they can't say, well, you know, you didn't come out for drinks on Friday, but they could say, we're concerned that you're not that much of a team player. Oh, I wouldn't even know what to say to that. Like, I guess I'll come out to lunch more often. Yeah. 
No, like, yeah. I don't know. It's not easy, but like, these are things that you have to take in, take into account when you're, when you're interviewing, like ask questions about the work environment, ask questions about the culture. Look around when you're walking through the place. Does it feel like a place you want to work? Well, did we learn anything? I learned that, man, I really don't want to go job hunting again. Mm. Yeah. Kind of sat here thinking to myself, I'm so glad I don't have to do this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Job hunting was one of the very difficult things that I I did in the last uh, seven years. Like mm-hmm. before I found the job I'm at, I, I, you know, the job hunting process was not, it was not pleasant. And, you know, you go to a lot of interviews, you have a lot of into, like initial phone calls, you have a lot of cover letters that you're sending out, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's hard to keep a, it's hard, it's hard on your morale Mm -hmm. and it's hard on, on your energy. Oh yeah. You don't know where you're going to be in the next month. You don't know what's going on, what kind of people you're going to be working with. And if you happen to be going into a lot of interviews, you are probably acting like you're extroverted for many hours of the day. (laughs) No. Oh, gross. Perhaps in the job interview, when you are talking about, you know, when they ask you about yourself, you might throw in, hey, you might not know it right now, but I'm a huge introvert. Unless you get it on a t-shirt. I mean, (laughs) would you wear a t-shirt to the interview? I mean, it depends on where it is. I mean, the place where I work now I wouldn't, but now that I know them, I'm like, oh man, I could have definitely pulled that off. <laughs> yeah, but you never know that when you're going to an interview. I don't recommend it, guys. I don't recommend. Don't take my advice. I don't recommend <laughs> you show up for any job interview wearing a t-shirt. 